0: Hey guys, welcome back to Teen Muscle Radio and episode number 26. So today we are joined by Emma Howie and obviously we've had um, several female guests on the podcast before, but I'm personally I'm really really excited for this one partly because I know Emma personally. She trains at the same gym as me. She is a UK BFF british bikini champion and she also coaches several competitive non-competitive and non-competitive female um mainly female demographic isn't it, emma that you coach all at the moment? females yeah all females um so emma's probably one of the best people to be talking to when it comes to female training especially with regards to bikini com- competitions um primarily because that's obviously what Emma has had great experience in, so really excited about this one. And we're going to be delving into a few different things when it comes to both training and nutrition for a potential bikini athlete or just a girl that's really, really interested in training. Uh, So this will be beneficial for for anyone. Even if you're a male and listening to this, you should stay to listen because if you coach females, you should probably learn a few things uh, from Emma for sure.
1: I think a lot of things that I will say are like main I I train like I a guy would generally. So
0: Yeah, no you do, it's yeah. Gonna
1: cross over quite nicely. <laughs> yeah,
0: wicked. Cool. So Emma, first of all, I'd like you to just basically give the audience a little bit of a background on yourself. So obviously you've had great experience across your years of training, but just sum it up into giving a I guess a brief round up as to your training and nutrition so far over 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 the years.
1: So I my training started like when I was three. I oh, did wow. swimming. Yeah. So like fitness for me started at that age just because I grew first five years of my life I grew up in South Africa. So we had a swimming pool and I had to learn how to swim. And mm-hmm. um, I took that competitively up until the age of seventeen. Um, had the chance to train for Olympics but turned it down because. I didn't want to have a muscly physique.
2: <laughs> and,
1: and I would not even know if I wanted to get up at 4 a.m. to go to me. <laughs> so, like, I like to do it for me, but I didn't want the pressure of anything else on top of it. Um, I, then, I ended up uh, giving that up when I was going through university because I was going through a lot of personal, like, traumatic
2: experiences, which okay.
1: some people, if they follow me on social media, might see. Um, I've talked about that quite a lot. Um, and I was going through eating disorders and stuff. So my energy was too low to really continue with that kind of... Because it's very... It's like strength training and cardio at the same time for me. Yeah, Like resistance sure. training in water. And I was just running myself into the ground. And I ended up not loving it anymore. I then joined the gym to kind of give myself some... Just more me time. I wanted... After everything that i have been through, I just... I thought I deserve some like happiness in life and focused on me because I was so thin I was probably about I'm five foot seven and I weighed less than fifty five kilos. Um so I was about size six, maybe smaller.
2: Okay. Um small, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I was probably eating about once or twice a day. Um wow. and for me it was a bit of a challenge to ch- at that point in my head it was a bit messed up, trying to stay like be the girl who was the thin girl and I did a fashion degree at the time so it was quite like popular to be thin Okay. and um my head that's where my head was but then going through all of this I realized that I was unhappy my head wasn't happy with my body being like this and I joined the gym and I was all as I'd just come out of a really like quite emotionally abusive relationship okay I am. Um, I joined the gym because I wanted to. My standards had gone up here, and I wanted to find someone who was like up here, and I did.
2: <laughs>
1: so that's where I found my boyfriend Sam uh, quite quickly. He's the only one there who looked like that, and um, he, he he took me under his wing and he just taught me how to look after myself. And um, I just I just loved. It wasn't really the training for aesthetics. Because I used to be a cardio bunny thinking that would make me smaller.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: just really enjoyed spending time with him in the gym. And it was our thing we did. And I just, I'm quite competitive. So to be able to lift more than some guys was really nice for me. Yeah, because okay. there's a lot of teenagers who trained there. It's quite a small like, weight room. Uh-huh.
2: And I've been the only
1: girl in there. And I was killing it. Even though I probably wasn't killing it. But felt <laughs> <laughs> like I was. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like that's how basically I got into weight training. And then competing I think well I've been weight training properly for about two years okay. with Sam but not like with any real I was just kind of faffing around to be honest I was just doing I was just going with him didn't sure. really have that much of a focus but I was doing more and more every week um, had did my you own know goals. about
0: bikini shows when you initially like got started so like did, no. ta- did Sam tell you about them or anything like no. that
1: no he was interested in getting into modelling Okay. So he joined. He joined a modelling agency, but uh-huh. it didn't turn out too good. Cause it was, you know, it was just not us. Okay. And And um, I, I, brought, I liked modelling because I did that at uni anyway. I was always because I was a skinny girl. I was picked for like being a model. Hmm. Um, clothes always fit me really well. <laughs> and um, it, it just kind of. I can't remember. It. I think someone mentioned it. I wanted to do fitness modelling. I wanted to go into that.
2: Okay. Because so I just love
1: modelling and I really want, that was my motivation to like get strong and look fit for that and like okay. live the lifestyle so I could do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, someone said, oh, you should get on, you should get on stage. And I was like, what, what is that? And I think it was literally just when bikini was invented that like, was when I started to find out a bit more about it. Yeah. And, um, then I, ha- I was like, oh, I could never do that. Me. And then um, Soul, who owns Underground Gym. Okay. When we met him, um, back when he had DT Fitness, Sam was starting to PT there. Okay. Uh, he said, uh, why don't you get on stage? And I was a bit like, God, I could never do that. Why? I could. like. And he was like, why not? So I was like, oh, why not? <laughs> so then uh, a year later, I competed. So I gave myself some time.
2: Yeah. And um, it was. I needed
1: to do that because I'd never had a focus before. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, it
1: was pretty much me till now in a way. Uh (laughs) Awesome.
0: Amazing. So, yeah, I mean, your journey doesn't surprise me coming from more of an athletic background with swimming, etc. It's quite frequent that I see the people that I speak to or very successful bodybuilders they tend to have some sort of sport that they start with so yeah and it's usually something that isn't a team sport so it's usually something where you're the only one involved and quite
1: mental yeah Mm.
0: you have that you build that drive over time and that determination to um, really want to succeed and then for some reason that sport doesn't work out but it has some relative aspects of the gym so you know to be a better swimmer or to be a better runner or whatever you have to potentially train in a gym environment and then they slowly get into weight training so yeah it's interesting to see that and I think that's almost definitely a trend with some of the most successful people is that they do have some sort of sporting background Mm -hmm. Uh, so with your coaching Emma like just I'm sure that a lot of people are interested in, in that side of things so when did you start getting to coaching yourself because obviously sam was a coach and a pt so when did you decide that you wanted to stop whatever other thing you were doing and, and become sort of a full time coach
1: so i got a degree in fashion media mm-hmm. <laughs> so i was going to work for i went to work for l magazine <laughs> and then okay. gradually i realized i hated fashion and <laughs> 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 but <laughs> during that time uh, I got a job in bridal, so I was selling wedding dresses, okay. which I was really good at. I could sell a dress because I understood females and their body issues, okay. so it crossed over without me realising already, mm-hmm. um, and it taught me a lot about what women don't like about themselves and stuff. And then, um, during that, basically, while I was prepping, this, all these years competing, sorry, um, Girls would start to approach me because okay. I I would I've documented my journey on social media, um, like in in my way yeah. uh, throughout the years, and I and I've got all the followers I've built over the years are genuine. Like they followed me from the beginning, and genuine it's quite people. nice when yeah. you, from years ago I still get the same people say like I watched you for years. I'm like mm-hmm. I know I see you, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, back you guys like oh, I'd love you to coach me. And I'm like, oh, I don't have a qualification for that. So I can't really coach you, but my boyfriend does.
2: Yeah. And um,
1: I think I just had so many girls ask me and I I really did want to give advice to people. I was finding I was giving more and more advice and it was more quite emotional of advice as well because I do quite a lot. Um, I feel like I'm a life coach half the time. Yeah,
2: not um, that. Which <laughs> <that>. I <laughs> I wanted to do
1: more um, about... Um, so I can better, like, help and understand uh, women.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, it was just that, really, and I thought, I think it would be really good for me. I, I was really motivated to do something. I really, I knew I, bridal wasn't my thing. I didn't fit in. Every, I couldn't model the dresses anymore because I looked like a dude with biceps. <laughs> <Dress>. <laughs> I just didn't fit anymore, no. and it was, it, I, I didn't fit women in that environment because all they want to do is binge eat biscuits all day, and there's me who's really passionate about fitness now, and it just clashed, and I just was so unhappy in that environment. So it just, this just felt like the perfect opportunity. So I did my um, uh, qualifications to become a personal trainer. Sure. About, oh, how long ago is it now? Over two years ago now. Yeah, yeah, So I'm still a baby in the industry, yeah. uh, as a personal trainer goes. But um, I started working with Sam doing one-to-one stuff, and then my online stuff kicked off. Yep. Yeah. And then I launched Strong Girl Army as a brand um, about this time last year, Okay. and um, it's kicked off ever since then. And like, it's most I do a lot more online coaching than I do one to one, just because I, prefer, I do, so I prefer it, it. Sure. I can reach so many more women sure,
0: that way. Sure, I agree. I agree. And and I'm the same.
1: Doing less one to one helps me do that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's basically it awesome your
0: question (laughs) yeah no amazing so yeah it's interesting to see obviously how quickly you've progressed by just putting in lots of work um (laughs) and i know that a lot of people will think that sometimes personal training or online coaching or whatever it's it's like an easier route when it's really not like
1: no and not everyone's cut out for it though no for sure like you
0: have to be super passionate about your training Mm. and your nutrition prior to sort of getting into it because otherwise you'll you'll flag when you know the hours go up and you have to put in serious amounts of time into your business because you just have to be passionate about it otherwise yeah. I just don't think it works um, but it's evident that you do you are super passionate about it yeah. and, and the people that it reflects in the people that you work with as well so yeah no that's super cool okay so to get a little bit into the weight training side of things with females and to really touch on that, I'd like the first question to be really, what do you see when girls initially get into weight training? Maybe sort of the rookie to intermediate trainees that are girls. What are the most frequent mistakes or issues that you see with females getting into weight training?
1: I, first and foremost, they just don't train hard enough. Okay. Which is... Like they, 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 there's that stigma where women will get big, um, like a guy. I know some girls don't want shoulders like mine, but some girls do. But you're not going to change yourself if you just keep going through the motions. And that's what a lot of them, um, what a lot of them do. And it's quite frustrating. I've gone to <laughs> I've trained a girl once before, and then in underground gym. And the next time I saw her, she was on the leg press and was doing like half the weight we managed together. And yeah. I just stuck the weight on for her. I was like, you're doing this. <laughs> you're not being you're not going to be a on about this <laughs> and that and but it, not only they don't realize that not only is it going to help their body it's going to make them feel so good in their head as well and that Confidence, makes me yeah. so happy to see yeah so that's definitely the main thing and i'm like come on girl push harder yeah, sure. um and also just oh waist trainers <laughs> don't get me started silly silly gimmick things like that get get me and i'm like oh no when they initially
0: get into it yeah they just like grab onto these quick things
1: all the gimmicks and all like i don't know it's 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 when they look on instagram and see these new complicated weird exercises that aren't really going to like the classic stuff is always going to be the best stuff
0: great Yeah, yeah
1: yeah and and they they think that just doing resistant band work all the time is gonna build them an ass and it's not shocking yeah, it's not. your and breaking down your muscles and making them bleed inside it <laughs> <laughs> so that's like I think it's just I like to get girls to man up a bit that's really great.
0: <laughs> yeah no that that rubs off in your that rubs off in the way that you like the way that you post online the yeah. gen- that you're trying mm-hmm. to promote girls to train harder and girls to take their training more seriously And I think that personally, from the outside looking in, obviously I coach some, well, actually I'm coaching more females now than I have done in the past, which is good. But definitely I see girls having the, I I think just having the tendency to have way too much control, uh, moving things with incredibly slow cadences and just doing the same stuff every single time. And... Mm. The the worry is with that is they're never really testing themselves, so they don't even know what's possible. Um and I think one of my further questions later on, but it kind of ties in nicely to this, is like how do you see the importance of girls actually taking some exercises to to or very close to technical failure? Because like how often do girls do that? I don't see very many girls going as far as failure. And, then and why do you think that's important if you do it at all?
1: Yeah, my girls do because I do as well, because it's important to teach people that failure is okay. Yep. One. And number two, it's like, how do you know if you're ever going to be it? like if you don't push the volume higher, you don't know if you can, like you're going to get stronger that way. Yeah. Um. So I always say to my girls like, for example, they're doing ten kilo uh, dumbbell shoulder press, mm-hmm. three sets of ten, but they can't get the twelves. And I'm like, okay, on your last set, I want you to push the tens for as many as you can. And then one day, you'll be your muscles will have been will get stronger, and um, you'll might 12. be able to get the a couple. Yeah. And then you just keep going for failure on that. And eventually, you will trying. You'll it might take a while, but you'll gradually be able to squeeze that one more rep.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's just like the body works. Um. I also, I just think, I, I just, you're not just, I think it's good sometimes to just like if we're doing, if me and my boyfriend are doing like a squat session, like more powerlifting style, we're just trying to gradually increase, uh, we're doing like a program, then I wouldn't want to go, you could go to failure if you feel like you can push it, but generally if you're programming, you don't need to, but um, more hypertrophy stuff, then i do I, I mean i go i go by how i feel a lot of the time nowadays uh-huh. and i t- i love going to failure sometimes and i just think it it does you can you need to push yourself and your body to the limits uh-huh. that's what the point of of training is and if you're just going through the motions then you're just kind of stagnant aren't you so
2: 100%. pushing
1: to gonna be pushing you over that over that barrier yeah and it's gonna be challenging mentally as well to do something you're going to push yourself to that limit where you never thought you could go uh-huh. and that, that's what i think feels really good
0: yeah I, I totally agree i think that from a strength perspective obviously you've got to focus on primarily like long-term progression so slowly yeah. adding poundages to the bar and actually completing your at your set uh rep yeah, scheme or whatever yeah you need to yeah. do that on a given day because otherwise you'll you'll keep pushing it to failure and end up probably overreaching and regressing so there's no point but when it comes to like you said the more hypertrophy work or now and again you'll take a squat and you'll go down for a rep that you think is maybe there or maybe not and you might hit the pins and you might not come back up but i think it's almost important for girls to realize that if you do go down for a squat and you don't get back up like all that's going to happen is you're going to hit the pins if they're set correctly.
1: that's why yeah. that's the problem they're yeah. too they're too, in, they're too scared to walk into the gym in the first place
2: uh-huh. and i
1: think it's a big that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to build girls confidence in going in the gym being like after their first session I'm like see weights room wasn't that bad was it and they're like i love it oh my god sure but and it, and i i do if if you if you've never experienced failure you're always be too scared to do what you just said like hit the pins and not come back up again and you'll oh. think everyone's looking at you and when they're not they're only looking at themselves yeah, and sure. like, i just think you've got to experience the whole lot really haven't you and that's part of it
0: absolutely no i agree And um, when it comes to your training at the moment obviously you're quite advanced when it comes to training with weights you've been training for several years and you've just recently had a little bit of brief time away from competing so what does your training as quite an advanced bikini athlete look like, and is there anything that you've been doing to respond to the feedback that you got last year in terms of potentially bringing up weak points? How would you go about doing that, et cetera?
1: So, I've, well, oh, because I've been training and been into fitness for so long, I, I'm not have reached my ceiling, but I'm getting there with like, with numbers. Okay, sure. Um, push the squat up a lot more but that's um gone up so much in the last year anyway um and my deadlift numbers but like in terms of hypertrophy training like there's not really as much heavy I like I can't push that that weight up it's normal it's more volume I'm working on right really okay um so personally I freestyle my sessions um just because I feel so comfortable I feel so comfortable in the gym. And I'm, I see the gym. The gym's like my stress outlet. Okay. It's like as long as I know, like I kind of stick with similar movements, and I have my, my like my key, my favourites are like dumbbell shoulder press, so they're generally always in there. So I'll keep like a few core exercises that I love, like hip thrusts. Always start with or have hip thrust in a glute workout. Uh-huh. But I, then I'll I'll do a couple of things that I always do, but then afterwards I'm like, right, what do I feel like today. Yeah. Sure. How myself how like how i do i just find i can listen to my body a bit better now also
0: regulate kind of thing yeah
1: yeah so Mm -hmm. and it depends on my mood i know how busy i am and how tired i can get and i don't i know when i need to just chill out a bit or i know when i can go hell's bells and destroy myself so for me I I get bored easily nowadays because I take girls through sessions so many times. I don't want to repeat things all the time.
2: No, but then when sense. it comes
1: to like squats and deadlifts and bench pressing, so like more powerlifting uh, movements, I really enjoy them. And with my boyfriend, we program them. Okay. So I have like we have been doing like like working up to like two reps things like that on things. So okay. we start with things like that maybe on squats like stick sets of two or whatever his P decides, and then um afterwards we fit in all the hypertrophy stuff and he might freestyle that as well okay so that's basically how i do mine what was the second part of that question
0: <laughs> second part was uh, this year obviously you've had a little bit of a brief break from the stage so i imagine that you had feedback so how did you go about sort of maybe improving those weaker areas
1: yeah so i've quite uh, I'll, i'm seen as the fuller bikini girl in the UK okay. BFF at, at the time I was like is that a good thing um, mm-hmm. for me it is I want to be uh, a little bit more like muscular developed, than yeah. other girls yeah I prefer that I look myself I mean I listen I take on board what the judges say but I can't change my genetics can't change my passion for what I do in the gym I'm not going to so I do take on board that they they want more developed hamstrings and glutes and so i I work and um, I focus on those, and I do two glute days, okay um if I can fit them in <laughs> yeah. And then um yeah, so that's been my that's generally my first they always, they all my feedback is generally always keep working on what you've got though okay I've never had they say that if I can squeeze out a bit more then they're usually hamstrings and glutes, but everyone needs to, like they just prefer that on girls anyway, that's always yeah. everyone's So. Yeah. I think it's because I've generally built a much muscle that I I'm in a good place where they like how I look. Just uh-huh. keep doing what I'm doing, okay. Um, which is nice, but at the same time, I'm like, what? Um, is is that all I need to do?
2: Yeah, <laughs> Give no. Me but Yeah, no, that makes I sense.
0: Didn't... When it comes to like the movements that you said, like your main movements, like hip thrusts, um, squats, etc., are you? Are you i know that you're programming them are you logging them like each week do you go into the gym and like have like a logbook with you or are you logging it on a program how do you go about that with your training
1: yeah we've got uh whenever i do a work well i do push and legs for sam he's log, he just logs that for me as we go because sure. he's basically my coach okay um and then anything else um oh. i do i keep a lot like notes on uh, my phone or I do use my own, my PT hub. So I okay. have that for Strong but yeah. I also created it as a client in there. So I could have used the workouts myself and log them as I go if I fancy.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, but generally I know what I can do and I I know how many I did last, I, I just know.
2: Uh-huh.
1: So I'm not, I think if I was to log every single thing, and and follow a plan every, like, change it, like, monthly, rather than freestyle, I'd be writing it down all the time, like, I'd get my clients to do. Okay. Because then you know from the beginning of the month to the end of the month, if that you progress. progress. yes. Yeah, but I know what I can do nowadays. I just...
0: Do you find I, logging a bit stressful or a bit annoying? Do you prefer to get in the gym and just kill it rather than having yeah, the pressure of numbers?
1: I, yeah, I think that's me. I I don't want to make... I find I can put too much pressure on myself and I can get overwhelmed too easily. Mm -hmm. So when I'm doing, I get overwhelmed when I put too much work on me and then if I put too much pressure on myself with my training, I end up not liking it. I end up just not enjoying it and I don't want to go. So I did that with Olympic lifting. I loved it. I did my Olympic weightlifting course but I had so much pressure from so many people to coach it that I just didn't want to do it anymore and yeah, I, I no. felt like myself anymore I felt like I was doing it for everyone else and I was trying to serve them uh-huh. and people just kept saying to me when are you going to coach when are you going a coach when can I take you on as a coach blah, blah blah and I'm like I felt like I was just trying to learn it as quick as I could for someone else and and that's the, I don't want my training to become that that yeah. I want to just you know how people like say that they like to just dance yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and it makes yeah. it
2: feel, yeah. I feel
1: like training's that uh-huh. I just go in there and
2: dance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just feel free when I just get my head down, I've got my music on and I just whatever mood I'm in, I'm like right, what do I fancy? And you might see me in the gym sometimes like staring like
0: Yeah, no, I, no, I I was going to say <laughs> I can I can really vouch for all these things you're saying because you do yes. look like you train quite instinctively which yeah. is which is cool because that's very different to how I train I guess. Yeah, I, so I yeah, I'm so calculated, I'm so driven by numbers, by routine, by like just the same actions and I think that's what drives me to train because I love the numbers and I love knowing that I've beaten whatever I did last whatever I did last week. Yeah. That's what drives me to train and I see that in some other people as well. But I also see your traits, I guess, training traits in some other people as well. I think you can go either way. And the main emphasis is that we're all training hard. We just have different methods of doing it. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, which I think is, is kind of super interesting. And I think that more people need to be aware that there's no like one magic way to do it. Like Just, I just, think, be, just like, because you have so to done. log things
1: yeah yeah it's like no no plan fits everyone no one that's plan it. fits everyone yeah If as long as you're happy and you're enjoying yourself then you can make progress yeah no,
0: absolutely yeah no for sure i think yeah that's definitely something that more people should know more people should feel more comfortable with doing as long as you're training hard and you have some element of structure like you said you have those moves that you're always your go-to moves And you know what you have to beat to beat last time because you're quite consistent with posting on socials. So I'm sure that before you go in and hip thrust, you've got it in your head like, oh, okay, I potentially did like 180 last time or 200 last
1: time.
0: You know it. Yeah, Yeah, for sure.
1: I think for a beginner, then I would want them to keep a log.
0: You'd log, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, always. Mm -hmm. But someone like me who's been training like, this is my seventh year properly training in a gym now. Okay. Like, I'm I bored of vlogging, and <laughs> I, I feel like, I don't want to feel like I'm working still. That's why I think I don't want to vlog too much. Yeah. But I would still, I still log in different ways, probably to you. Like, I don't have my little bit of paper. No. <laughs> but I, like, ha, I might put, make a note in my phone. Or yeah, sure. I definitely vlogs. Like, I know, I did, how many do I do? I've done... Well, I've done um, 10 reps on 200 Hit kilos thrust. hip yeah,
2: thrusts.
1: I know last time I only managed five. So I know, I know in my head what I can do.
0: Yeah, I'm absolutely. I'm very aware. I think that almost bears more potential for those sessions where you feel like shit hot and you can actually make the most of them. Because yeah. the thing is, there's two... Yeah. yeah, there's two key variables that I see. The the logbook and the numbers sometimes pushes you to do sessions that are very tough and potentially yeah. weren't there. And I like that mm-hmm. a lot because I've come into yeah. sessions, warmed up, felt crap, done my first work weight, felt crap, done my second work weight, and then suddenly something clicks and I suddenly feel okay. But if I'd have gone intuitive, I'd have probably just as soon as I'd done that first work weight, I'd have started backing uh. things down. So the logbook sometimes makes you really go for stuff and that's what I like about it. But on the intuitive side, I think there's more potential for more advanced trainees to make benefits out of it because like you just said, you like five reps since last time is huge. So that day you must have felt like on point with everything you got your meals in you were hydrated you were well slept everything was nailed and you could just go in and kill it and you weren't yeah you weren't you didn't have this ceiling of like doing six reps because that would be yeah. the logbook you just yeah. went and killed it so that's um i think that's a really interesting topic but to move on slightly away from i guess progression and training phases like that when it comes to pre-contest training for a bikini athlete i think there's a lot of confusion amongst the circles that training immediately has to change as soon as you go into a fat loss phase and outcome the the high reps and the fatigue um needs to be massively accumulated by doing pre-exhausting sets and all that jazz so when you switch over to a pre-contest phase emma does does anything change at all? Does, does training stimulus change whatsoever?
1: No, I think, well, no, I've, I'm in week two now, of prep, and it's the same, and, <laughs>
2: That's wrong.
1: still, going to be aiming for higher numbers, every prep I've done, i still managed to get PBs on things, um, I was still, uh, I think I got, I was still getting squat PBs, like, a week after one show, wow. like, women are just better at, at recovering, from, um, like, they're just scientifically proven to be able to recover better and have more energy during Agreed. training. Agreed. Like, but also during a prep. For example, when me and Sam prep at the same time, I can handle my shit so much better. Sorry, so wow, <laughs> I said, wow. Think it's,
0: That's interesting.
1: It's really interesting because, I mean, it might be the type of person I am and the type of person he is. He, he's just, I think men lose a lot more muscle, a uh, natural athlete. Like, I'm not sure. Sure. No, I can that how i'm not sure about non-natural but yeah hormonal um,
0: profiles for men don't get too brilliant either so that doesn't work too
1: like my hormones my periods stay constant now after now i finally got my off-season body healthy um after years of eating disorders um i've noticed that i'm just pretty much normal up until yeah like and I'm just strong so I, I don't see like some of my girls have posted that they're like 3 or 4 weeks into prep and they're still the numbers are going up on the weight still because I haven't changed anything I still give them new workouts monthly and it's new new things for them to hit but nearer the time I, I say to them you're not you're not going to get a pump you're not really going to they might you're going to get really tired maybe like 4 weeks out within that point um and you, you're not going to, you might not be hitting PBs. So don't really try and focus, try and aim for like what you, ha- you know you can do. Yeah. Just keep like, keep your strength up mm-hmm. because if, as long as you know, you're strong, you know, your muscles mass is still there. Like, you know, you're not wasting away. And yeah. so that, that's just logic. So the second you start to do high rep, low weight, how do you know if you're like, Retaining muscle, muscles, yeah. yeah. I mean, the second you you stop push, like even if you weren't prepping, the second you stop pushing the heavy weights, the potential for you to lose a little bit of strength there for like higher weight stuff goes. Doesn't yeah, it? the crossover like, for if, sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Like,
1: that if it and if it doesn't, if it's not broke, don't fix, it, don't fix it. You know, like it's uh-huh. if if it works, keep doing it. And I've always felt. Like my muscles just feel harder and like happier, like fuller. This like if I'm still hitting like heavy compound lifts,
2: sure. And that the, yep.
1: and I feel like my body is. It doesn't feel like I'm dragging my feet through the mud, like as early on. Yeah, when sure. I start.
0: When you first did like your first couple of shows, etc., with training, is there anything that I mean, I know you've had pretty, you've been lucky enough to have pretty good guidance throughout. But so, anything looking back that you did with training that you thought, okay, now I've learned a lesson, and I don't, I wouldn't do that again. Like, is there any mistakes that you've made in past pre-contest phases that you think now looking back that was a bit silly or something like that at all?
1: I think I wasn't. I mean, I've gradually got stronger every year and built more muscle every year, so I wasn't as strong back then anyway. Makes sense. Um, so. But more, more on this side of cardio, I think we we did a lot of cardio for the first couple, and that I we like to get we like to get away with the list, as little as possible, so okay. we like to get the most um out of doing the least yes, and um, yeah. so if I have to do 20 minutes of cardio a day to get shredded, I will like like you don't have to do two hours of cardio a day like I was doing about an hour of cardio um. How often it's so long ago now but um the
0: focus on you was, was on your weight training right
1: yeah it it what thing is I wasn't as I think I wasn't as experienced with weight training so I was I, I probably I see myself back then as I see my clients now new to it all they like training hasn't become their whole entire life and it I was just a bit uh, like new to it all still mm. so I was I did what I was told. I didn't push it as hard as I probably do now. And that's probably why I, my like physique wasn't as developed as I would have liked. But I yeah. knew I was a beginner, so I didn't oh. beat myself up too much. Um, I think it's just like the longer you train, before you ever step on stage, the better. Like, I I have girls on my online coaching and uh, one-to-ones who a year ago they came to me and I said, you're not ready yet. And they've, um, I'm like, you're ready now, girl.
2: (laughs) But yes,
1: it's more, more I like I've become, I've, I've, I've changed. So my training has changed. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, of course that makes sense. I think that the rationale behind the fact that you did more cardio in the past potentially was primarily because you had less muscle mass. So, you 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 yeah you, 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 <laughs> yeah you were going to have to increase the deficit somehow so whether you reduce calories via food or spend was... more whatever what was that sorry?
1: yeah we... i was very very lean anyway okay. uh, i ended up looking pretty like something from walking dead
0: emaciated
1: <laughs> yeah uh yeah my feedback was be more full and i i we had bodybuilders help us like was... cuz they every... It was very new to Sam. It was very new to me. And he was the one coaching me through it. Okay. So he, he took the, the knowledge he knew back then, that was um, like all the research back then, it's okay. obviously changed a lot now, sure. and ad- an advice from bodybuilders. And it, bodybuilders forget natural athletes are different. <laughs> and, um, yeah,
0: yeah, no, they do. <laughs> yeah.
1: And apparently, like, they helped guide us. But in the last week, they he like a bodybuilder like did our peak week, oh, and he said apparently <laughs> his his mentality was, well, they haven't got that much muscle. Well, no, because we are bikini and men's physiques, so we're not going to have as much muscle anyway. Apparently, I was like, they've not got much muscle, so let's just make them dry as
0: fuck. Yeah, deplete everything. <laughs> and you could
1: see, <laughs> you could see, my muscles were grainy. I oh. was <laughs> like, I looked awful. Like I was, I was not. It was not good, but I won. but I always say to my girls you don't want to be there you don't want to be in that place so train longer yeah even though I had already been a long time it just shows you how much you need
0: yeah for sure I think something that's become more evident recently which is why I kind of slipped in the question when you got in into training I was asking whether you did know about bikini because I think there's great things about socials and the fact that you can share your story and everything like that out there which is awesome and it's amazing but at the same time i think there's girls that get into weight training purely because they want to get on stage and I was just
2: about today
1: yeah <laughs> it's
0: really unfortunate because they don't realize that you have put in several years of effort to get there um, Yeah, and you know you don't become a bikini athlete overnight like people see it it it's
1: like if the person the the individual has to think about themselves and their mental health before they start Uh like you don't if you join the gym with a view to solely get on stage and then you and then once that but maybe being on stage doesn't work out for you you don't enjoy it anymore what do you do afterwards like you're not gonna
0: they don't lift ever again (laughs)
1: yeah you're gonna want you're gonna or or if that's the only motivation what are you gonna do when you're in off season you're not gonna you're gonna be the most unhappy person in the whole entire world you're gonna be you're gonna you're gonna create an eating disorder for yourself you're gonna create just some depression for yourself yeah like that's what frustrates me and sam we we get these girls and they're like i want to do a bikini competition but how long have you been training it's like oh i've I've only been training a few months and then they have zero patience they they just they have the all this pressure they put on themselves and it's like well obviously you're going to feel that pressure because your body isn't developed enough and uh-huh. you want to look like bloody Andrea Brazier yeah. like it <laughs> and but that's what they have in their head and then they put that pressure on the coach and, and then I'm like god <laughs> yeah and it's just it's a vicious circle and they they I often find these girls who join join the gym purely for that reason are just constantly left wanting they're constantly wanting attention from people because that's all, they, that's all they want. That's all they see. That's all being on stage really is to them. They don't see what bodybuilding and being... Because bikini is bodybuilding. It's another form of bodybuilding. They don't respect the sport. They don't respect the the actual journey behind it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's just going to backfire on you and you're going to be the one like, crying because you're fat. Because... You don't actually enjoy the gym, and you don't, and you don't know how to deal with your your off-season diet, and you're just, you're not on stage, and you have really awful hormones because you can't stop yourself from dieting,
2: Mm. and
1: that's what's that's it's all social media. Like I didn't have all this uh, Instagram, um, fam stuff when I started. It is a huge influence, right? It's awful, and it's it's the reason why most of my girls have so many emotional. Like problems with mm. all of this, and it, and I, I say to a lot of them. That's why I do my uh, eight week program now because a lot of the time I just want to say, girls, just don't prep. You don't have to. You don't have to get on stage. stop it. I do it because I enjoy it and I know I can handle it. But I don't want you to do it because I know you end up with an eating disorder afterwards. Like yeah. that's you're the kind of person who will, and you're not. You're not doing it for you. You're doing it for everyone else to to look at you, and for you to do a funny little bum poses in the mirror to post on instagram
2: yeah.
1: that, Is that really fulfilling <laughs> but no. it's not is it no you know i mean that that's the motivation nowadays and it's so frustrating because it's like you don't care about training you care about people sliding in your dms
0: yeah yeah no that's <laughs> that is really <laughs> true though um i think yeah you you can kind of tell when like people care more about grabbing the most optimal post workout selfie than actually getting the session in and actually progressing and training training hard, it's unfortunate but I I'm so into much
2: more enjoyable pain. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it is and like you have I can remember like finishing my shows and you do you do have that sort of like empty feeling because you've pushed so hard for one goal for such a long period of time that when it's all over there's there's nothing that's going to stop you from having somewhat of an empty feeling but I can't begin to imagine what that empty feeling like is combined with an eating disorder combined with huge body image worries and the result of like just binging and not actually loving the gym so you don't have that to de-stress you yeah. it just must be horrible for some people
1: i've rebounded really badly from a sh- from that first show i put on like my body fat changed how it sat on me and i held in every I held it everywhere
0: yeah that's what <laughs> that, uh, yeah. does happen yeah
1: yeah and my hormones just were messed up um i was really unhappy and I- being in the gym like I took, I think I took a week off the gym after that first show, and I just wanted to cry every time I was in there. I just hated it. There were mirrors everywhere. I didn't mm. want to look at myself. I felt so ashamed <clears> of myself <throat> because I was like, "Who are, like I'm meant to be a, like a bit of a role model here and look at me? I can't stop eating marshmallows for breakfast." <laughs> 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 I would literally cry every time I looked at myself in the mirror. Oh, like no. when I was taking my nighttime, and I'd lie in bed. I would, I'll tell you now, this is real. I'd be lying in bed and I'd be like, "Ooh." Crying. Oh no. And, and like, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, I'm so fat. I hate myself. And he's like, well, stop eating all the shit then. And I'm like, <laughs> but I really want it. <laughs> and it's like, you can't, because you've obviously, when you've after being in a deficit, your brain and your hormones keep telling you to eat. And yeah. you can't switch that You can't control yourself. And that's where, like, I didn't follow a reverse diet and I learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. And now, whenever I prep I instead of looking at the end day the show day Uh I look beyond that and I give myself goals before I've even reached like five weeks out I set myself up I look at the rest of my year ahead or the next year or the things I want to do straight away yeah and I this year after my show last year my off season has been this little off season has been more of a focus on feeling good in my own skin. And so I've been really hot on sticking to my macros because I wanted to do, get into some modeling. I wanted, I've just been signed with BSN. So I know I'm going to be doing stuff with them. I awesome. want to feel I like belong and I don't want to, I don't want let myself or my followers down. And that motivation has been really good for me and I've stuck to it. And I wanted to get back into doing a little bit of Olympic weightlifting, I wanted to get back into doing some calisthenics. And I was think I'd already booked all this in with coaches before I competed last year. So nice. as soon as I was off I was like, right, let's start now and they're like, Emma, it's been a couple of days.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no,
1: no, no, I'm done. <laughs> so instead of prep being instead of prep and show doing shows being my whole entire existence, yeah. it's only it's I've reduced it to like twenty, ten, twenty percent of my life now. And training and feeling good in the gym is more important to me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's not that's not to say I don't care about competing. I absolutely love it, but you need that balance. You can't have it. You can't have competing too much, like, of your life. Otherwise, it just it consumes you, and it's just it's just not it's not good.
0: Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I think that when I finished my contest season, I can relate that I was already massively motivated by the fact that i wanted to grow my business massively in the year that i was having out because i was i was in a very weird position with jobs and what i wanted to do throughout that entire prep and then i knew as soon as i finished i wanted to get out and grow my business massively and focus on that and that took that takes a lot of energy and when you're prepping if you're doing cardio you're doing a training prepping the meals and when you get like really close to the show, you're completely drained and your mind's not in a great place to do crazy tasks. Um, I had that as my motivator to get out yeah. and to uh, really put some time and some effort into that. And yeah. if I didn't I have I'm that, d- it'd be very difficult. Yeah, it's something to take your mind off it for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, cool. So moving away a little bit from training and going a little bit into nutrition. So... First I'd like to sort of ask what is your i guess your main ethos around nutrition so say a girl comes up to you inquires for coaching and they want to begin they want to start what would a strong girl army plan look like what's the nutrition side of things look like
1: so I like to include chocolate in every plan oh, every that's day a good start. <laughs> It's, they love that mm. uh, I don't know I like to make it I, I'm not a chicken and rice broccoli fan at all
2: no good <laughs>
1: colourful fun food that's going to make girls not want to binge um, and there's stuff that's real life that's like easy to like well just so they enjoy it they feel full they I don't know just happy and um so what I tend to do is when a girl comes to me I'll drop her I'll find out I'll figure out her like Maintenance calories. I might drop them a little bit depending on what they look like, um, just so they start to feel a bit tighter. Maybe they need to lose a little bit of body fat before sure. I start trying to up calories again, like just speed their metabolism up a bit. A lot of them, their metabolism lower.
2: Okay.
1: Um, and yeah, just go from there, like try and up their food. Like I just go check in with them once a week and they say, I'm hungry still. So I'm mm. like, right, add a banana, add this. Okay. I tend to do depending on how tall they are um one pound to 1.2 uh, one gram 1.2 per pounds pound per yep. pound, weight protein about 20 to 25 percent fat and then the rest is carbs okay. so i don't even any of that keto crap
2: um
1: okay. no bad diets none of that like fats are really important but carbs are really really important too for like being strong Keto might work for girls just going through the motions, <laughs> but it doesn't work. They're not going to train
0: parents. well, no way.
1: Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I, I like to give them, I, I just like to give my girls, I like to feed them. I like to give them as much food as possible. My girls don't, they, they, they're full of carbs. They actually love life. They've got bagels every day, chicken sausages every day, burgers, <laughs> those 5 1 brownies every day. They are loving life at the moment they absolutely love it a fryer things like that like i and have fun with it and but i don't put pressure on having to follow one set plan i let them around with their macros if they want but the plans i give them i give them all a plan right and their macros
2: Ah, so i'm like
1: and here's a here's what i'd suggest these are the foods these this is the kind of plan that i would like you to follow because at the end of the day fiber is very important and a lot of them the macros but won't hit the fiber and and then that's where they know they're going wrong really but at the end of the day life life isn't the same every day and I know that and I know not everyone likes my plans I I I base my plans on what I eat okay Um but I try as much variety as possible and try and accommodate their likes and dislikes but if they have a day where they need to switch something up or whatever I let them I'm like as long as you know you're sticking to your macros then do it and I think by doing that letting them take control they are so much more honest with me and and they're going to learn as well yeah they all have learned so much I do like every now and again I do like the odd live webinar on my Facebook group awesome and I did one with macro tracking and just went through like spent an hour talking them through how to do it and if any guy ever asked me I'd teach her and I always give her the the macros out but then macros always change so it's not like a lot of coaches do it do they um in case in case the client doesn't need them anymore but at the end of the day you're holding them accountable and that's what they like are there for yeah that's the thing
0: and like I, I I think honestly well first to cover the nutrition stuff I'm very much on the same boat as you if client comes to me and they want structure they want a meal plan then I'll happily set out their macros with that meal plan but I'm big on the fact that I want a client to be educated in knowing how to track their own macros and also knowing rationale behind changes so I don't think there's anything more rewarding as a coach than a client coming to you and saying you know what Emma I've Learn a lot from you, and I'm actually feeling confident enough to go and do this on my own, and that's pretty yeah. cool because then you've educated them. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, Cause at
1: the end, of the day, they're going to come back to you for being held accountable, not just from learning the knowledge. Anyone that's can it. learn that's how it. now. Yeah, it. and that's what I've learned a lot. Like I've never, I've always been very transparent with my clients, but I've. It, it, Become so much more clear to me that women in particular want a support network and that's what I've created with Girl Army they have that with me they have a big group of girls and they they that's where they can talk fitness and anything else crazy that they want to talk about and not be judged yeah no. and that's not what you get on social media nowadays and just to check in with someone because I find I'm like that in prep I don't prep myself I could easily prep myself but mentally I'd need that crutch okay so Really why I
0: make Sam do it.
1: Make him do it. like babe, I need
0: macros. Um (laughs) (laughs) I think um I think the accountability side is huge when it comes to coaching because like I I coach a lot of personal trainers and I coach a lot of people that know their stuff. They just need the accountability of someone every week to say, No, change this and alongside that with the personal trainers like they may well know how to lose fat and get pretty lean but they might not know the minutia of contest prep and when to make accurate Mm -hmm. adjustments how to change this how to peak and that's what I see the majority of my client base becoming is more the people that just want to tap into that next level of knowledge and I'd be so happy if someone said to me that they've got the knowledge to go and do it themselves in future preps, because that would yeah. mean that every check-in that they ever had from me, they've learned something taken away from it and then actually yeah. been able to action it. So that's cool. Um, with the whole calories in the off season, et cetera, that's a question that I wanted to ask because I see it quite frequently that girls almost like either go two ways with their off season. They'll either lose the plot, um, and eat all yeah. the food, or they'll restrict massively and not actually grow so how yeah. do you find that correct balance when it comes to okay i finished my last show of the season i now need to increase my calories get everything healthy again um and what's the process behind that what did your process look like sort of 2016 into 2017 if you if you can go through that yeah Re-
1: well i think a of the reason why girls get fat in off season huh. is because they see big bodybuilders just eat everything and they think that's what you should do. Eat to bulk, grow. <laughs> but that doesn't mean get fat. Bulk bulk doesn't mean get fat. Um, obviously, as you know, women can't put that much muscle mass on in like a year. No. I've probably put on like half a kilo every half kilo to a kilo every year that I've been training. That's pretty good. Which makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so girls hate hate the fact that they that, that is
2: true
1: mm. <laughs> so when they they think the more food they put in them the bigger the more muscle they're gonna get and it's like no,
2: no.
1: you're gonna slow no, are gonna they just they mess their metabolisms up so badly as well because they do just rebound and then and then get bigger from there and they think they're bulking but they're not mm. they're just slowing the metabolisms down even further and then they haven't actually made much progress they might have even lost muscle yeah so <laughs> for me when i take a girl into off season we do the whole reverse diet so i can speed them get their metabolism to catch up with their food
0: how would that work in sort of calorie adjustments would you it depends quickly? on the
1: um really okay. but i like to i do like to jump it up a little bit <laughs> women women if you if you just let them like if I, if I find i need to just keep a little keep them on the reins a tiny bit yeah and have but and I'm, I'm like you can follow macros if you want like now because I get them following a set plan during prep generally unless I have a personal trainer who's following macros at the moment and she's fine she's killing it I can trust her but with a new like someone who isn't as experienced I'll get them to follow a set plan because it's just easier to take away calories stuff like that but then afterwards I know I know that following a plan drives you nuts by the end of it and if oh, you're yeah. restricted that's why you want to eat
2: because yeah. you
1: don't want someone to tell you no know anymore So that's where it's rebelling, and that's where rebounding comes from. So what I say to them is you are more than welcome to follow macros or up your macros, and you can eat whatever you want as long as you hit your macros. And generally, I like to increase it gradually so that they don't feel fat, because mentally they just can't get there. They just don't want to eat that much because they're scared. They're just really scared of feeling fat. Do you find they
0: adhere to that fairly well, the slower adjustments?
1: It depends on the person. Um, I've had girls who I can't stop them either way. And they are going to binge. And I'm like, that's on you. Like, you have to just sort yourself out. Like, I can't. I have to put it on them. Like, I am going to give you this and you have to put it. Otherwise, yeah, you're going to get fat. And (laughs) I have a girl like that. And she's like, I need to sort myself out. And I'm like, you do. (laughs) just Oh, as it was when she came, and she understands that though, and she doesn't blame me for that, which is good. But I have had girls blame me before,
2: yeah, and ridiculous.
1: and then I have girl, I have girls that that just aren't happy either way, and go jumping up makes them j- jumping up gradually makes them feel even more restricted, even if they can eat whatever they want within those macros. Yeah,
2: no, sure. But then
1: if I jump up really high, some girls think, oh. I can eat what I want and it doesn't matter how much now. Yeah. And it, it's taking an individual, and, but really it's hitting home. I have to have a big conversation with them and, and before they even get on stage, have this massive talk with them about what they need to do. But during that off-season, once they have got back to a nice calorie um, level, I I just like to up it so that they stay looking relatively lean but not too lean and but not too soft either. Like, we try and keep them, really, it's just feeling good within their skin, okay. but not being safe to clean. And it's how, you, you know, as a coach, what that looks like. Yeah, of um, course. And by taking pictures every week and weighing themselves every week before, uh, on the lead up to the show, I kind of know what their happy medium is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's what I did with me. I had last year, I started prep at 67.5 kilos, had my body fat scan done, and I was 24.6% body fat had it done and that a was a
0: dexa wasn't it or was it a dexa sc- was that a dexa scan yeah it was yeah
1: and then i had um it done a week after the arnold's and i was 18 percent body fat at 57 kilos Yeah. and so for that i figured out i need if i want to be about 20 percent body fat because I felt too fat and that would be about 63 64 kilos Not pretty much what i maintained up until now nice so it's it's kind of going by the individual as well really but i like to get i like if they're if they're too heavy to begin with it's harder to prep
0: yeah and Um, on low calories or anything like that at the same time So
1: i like to get them a little bit leaner and then gradually up the calories really and then keep them at that keep them maintaining that look whether or not that i up their calories is based on their performance in the gym and um how they feel, how they look, really?
0: Yeah, I mean, that brings me on to like another question. If someone's on like, if someone's got great weight training experience, they've got a good amount of muscle, their mindset's in the right place, but they're a little bit too heavy, and they're on super low calories. Like, mm. they're actually they're not just claiming that they're on low calories; they actually are. So you get them to eat, or your plan for a week and they maintain body weight on something really low would you yeah, really still say to them no now's not tight ty- not the right time to prep even though they had enough muscle and everything was there apart from the calories
1: i've got one girl who's going through that right now okay Uh she was with another coaching company last year who brought her her metabolism down to the floor yeah uh through her diet um mm. and in off season her calorie her carbohydrates weren't allowed to go above a hundred grams a day oh, Jesus. and i know she's she's taller than me uh-huh. um and she wasn't allowed to squat more than i think sixty kilos like they were not allowed to, <laughs> and so her metabolism was sparked yeah um, so she came to me desperate to lose weight because she was going on holiday first we lost weight but it was really really difficult I bet. She, she went on holiday and overate because her head is just not right yeah, after that prep I can imagine and I <laughs> she came back and I was like okay <laughs> you're heavier than you were when you, when you started but I actually she, she she's very switched on she works so hard it's just that Voice in the back of her head that she hasn't got control over yet that makes her do makes her do that and that, mm. I know that's not her failing it's it's something that's mentally and emotionally she's got triggers where she just emotionally eats
2: yeah, <laughs> or <bad>. just
1: eats <laughs> but um, so what I what I had to do then she was panicking before Christmas because she start she's competing in on the same she's competing on stage with me actually. Yeah, the Nationals. Yeah, so she was on stage with me in um, the Midlands once as well, but I hadn't met her yet. So, yeah, that's quite exciting. And um, so she started prep in January. I started prep a week and a half ago for the same show as her.
2: Yeah.
1: But her calories uh, before Christmas, when she was trying to lose fat after her holiday, were about Mm 1,500. So... I didn't up them over Christmas because I knew she was going to eat over Christmas anyway. Everyone does.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: But she still managed to lose that, like, a bit more uh, holiday fat. But then prep started, like, pretty much straight away. So I have had to drop her calories, her starting calories, to 1,300. But I haven't had to take away since. It's almost like her her metabolism's, like, woken up. Finally
0: picked up,
2: yeah.
1: So uh, we gave her longer so that I could be gentler on her because i didn't want to just take everything away i wanted to like i haven't upped her her cardio too much she's burning on average 1750 calories a week that you can you can do like half an hour 20 minute stints of cardio every day yeah 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 and and she's she's macro tracking she's not following a plan she's confident with that and she's she's losing she's still losing about a kilo a week and i haven't taken any calories away for a long time so it's it's it is. I have had a couple more girls like that where I've had to be a bit more aggressive. Yeah. And I feel awful because day prep is trying to every week you're just trying to find another way to starve your client. And I don't. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah, but it's no. the reality. In it. And some at, at the end of the day, I've been asked why do you prep girls if you find you worry about them so much? And I said because if I don't do it in the way that I know safe, someone will do it and mess them up.
2: Yeah. And no, sure that,
1: that's my main worry because I, I know all my girls so well and so closely and they're like, they're they are like, I've created this little sisterhood and I do feel like they're my babies sometimes mm. and I don't want them. I want all girls to know to be healthy, so I take them on like that. But at the end of the day, I still have to do what I have to do because yeah. they're going to prep anyway uh-huh. and they're going to go to someone else who's going to give them drugs because diet doesn't work
0: so yeah no that's unfortunate but it is pretty common in the fitness industry i guess just uh there's people who are uneducated uneducated that throw drugs at the cause because they just don't they don't get the pure basics of getting someone into a deficit which is maintainable and making slow adjustments over time they part i think part of the reason is people don't give enough time to contest preps as well like you said you've got that lady starting in january you know people just don't give enough time so when they realize they're not ready they they don't have the i guess they're way too stubborn not to pick a later show and they just decide to you know bring out drugs and things like that into the equation which
1: i get them it's ridiculous like i get them trying that's why when i take on a girl i don't prep them straight away generally unless sure they've already pretty much did like um signed up for it i say like at least three months before like 12 weeks before you prep i want to start working with you so that i can get you on like a good like level of body fat on Uh a nice diet i can try and up some calories in that time if i can like and just balance give you some foundations before i take like (laughs) i take everything away from you yeah so there's less to take away that's the thing you want to get away with the like least amount of work so that you're yep. you can maintain it. you don't lose your job because your head is fucked because of all the like the low calories and all the cardio your relationships stay intact like people don't think about these things and prep affects every single thing I've seen so many people break up and actually people lose their jobs because they've been so rubbish at them during a deficit
0: ridiculous yeah that is so um, crazy that is crazy <laughs> well, that is you yeah there's so many shows as well there's so many shows you don't have to do a show like this year you could do a show next year or something like that i think far too many people underestimate the the knock-on effects of dieting for a bodybuilding show it's not just eating your calories and doing your cardio it's like if you're totally fatigued you're going to your job's going to be affected. And I always like to think of it with the whole where where is a female or where is even where is a male starting, I always like to think of it as like, okay, so we've got 2,200 calories of ammo and we've got no cardio. Yeah. So we've got all we've got loads of cardio ammo to throw at throw at this, we've got loads of calorie yeah. ammo to throw at this. The more the better because yeah. if yeah. if you have phases where okay right we're gonna have to make a big cut you can actually make that big cut and it can't it won't be too detrimental it'll be easy yeah but if you make a big cut from like 1200 you know you've not got much you've not got much runway left you're gonna you you're gonna go over the edge
1: yeah some food doesn't like the volume of food for a woman like you'll just be on veg
2: there's
1: nothing there's nothing left like it makes my job easier as well it's so stressful trying to think up a diet plan for a female like maybe a five foot female who needs a thousand calories a day oh, like God. there's nothing there's nothing left nothing and like you can't complain to me that like you're not enjoying it because it's all i can give you for the yeah. results you
2: want <laughs>
0: yeah no so true so
2: funny.
0: i think one of my final questions we'll do a few more but one of my final questions on nutrition is going to be Really close to this topic. So, when it comes to a female dieting for a bikini show, there may be some listening. I'm sure there will be. How far, as a coach, do you push things? And is there a limit or some precautions that you would take when it comes to potentially the macro split? So, would you potentially, with females, favor fat to be kept above a certain level for potential hormonal reasons? Um, is there anything else that you would do and what are the telling signs of okay we need to pull the plug on this this is too much for a certain female client to push them into condition
1: so I definitely I pull from carbs first, right okay. every time um, pretty much even the, my girl who was on keto so her body doesn't respond to carbs as efficiently she's still responding to carbs being pulled and I do think fat, being, keeping fat in, is is perfect for hormone, for hormonal balancing okay. and stuff. So, at some point, like I pull from, fat first, from carbs first, but yeah. I will pull from fat eventually. How far uh, would you so pull
0: them? I know that's individual dependent, but
1: might be like halfway through. Okay. Like, do you know like I mean, like kind of. I don't like to pull straight away. Like yeah. if I've got a lot of carbs to play with. I'll keep pulling, and I can increase volume easily with with carbs. So I'll keep like butternut squash instead of sweet potato, things like that. Um, I don't like carbs to go too low. So when I feel like they're going too low, then I will start trying to pull from fats. And and if if I don't want to pull any more food, then see where the cardio is. So yeah, okay. That's where I go first because at the end of the day, I pull from food more because when you're that tired and that busy, like not everyone has time for that much cardio and, and mm-hmm. it's it makes you feel I mean, I'm I'm the um typical cardio cry baby. I cry when I start running sometimes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I these on a bike and I'm like, I can't do it I'm yeah. like one minute in
2: <laughs> i start
1: crying because my body's so tired. But um so yeah, I mean that makes it makes it quite easy. Because um, you can pull quite a lot of calories from fat when you really need it. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. Um, what was the next bit? I forgot. <laughs> um,
0: when what are the telling signs, telling signs uh, yeah. of a girl being pushed too hard, and when would you sort of pull the it, plug?
1: It's emotional, really. I don't know if I have I mean, I've I've never had to pull with the plug. There's been a time where I've had to say you're not doing any more this year, okay. and I'm refusing to prep you. Right. If you're going to any longer, okay. I had one girl who she had a really slow metabolism. She bulked too far. She didn't have a good coach to reverse diet her from the last prep, and the last prep didn't go that, like she was made too thin in the in the first time she competed. So I had her in that state, Okay. and then she did really well in the first show we we had. She got through to the finals, but that show prep in itself was six months wow and i can only do so much advising on the dates advising on the time scales and everything like that and what i think they should do mm-hmm. but the, like i said before they're going to do what they want to do i can't yeah. stop them i can only guide them through that process in the best most healthy way i can yeah and i did I she had pizza every day, every week, every day. I wish mm. every day, <laughs> every week. Mm-hmm. She, she had a Domino's like every single week. She I let like I let her go out for meals. Okay. One, I think I think like a month out of her second show, the final, she was having pizza twice a week. Wow. Because her metabolism ramped up so much, she was loving life. It was good. Mm. But um, then I think I could tell her head had just. She started to become quite dark in her head. Okay. And how did you know this? It, do you do like
0: video check-ins with your girls, or do you do, no, like I do text check-ins? I, I, or
1: what? It's most I I used well.
0: What's I that? used
1: to have have my number, okay. but I have too many. I have too many now, and I have to separate my private life a bit more. Mm. But I have the my PT Hub app, which is basically the same, and I get notifications on my phone. Okay. So I but because I had her on text. I would contact her she would contact me all the time so I got to know her really well and we did she came to see me a few times for posing lessons and I could see the change in her okay and it it was it was it was worrying for me and I would say to her but I, I I've like bumped up her calories after the first show but I had to keep her on them because she still wasn't I had to keep her on some kind of diet because yeah. she just wasn't enough yet okay And it's hard for a coach to... Prep isn't healthy, really. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's not. Um, You're, you're like, in two minds all the time. You don't want to be putting your client through this, but they paid you and they want to do it and they're going to do it anyway. But this is what you've got to do, so you've got to kind of throw it at them a bit. Um, She just became more and more withdrawn, more and more angry at the world, more and more like competitive yeah competitive in a really in a dark way and it's because her head and her body had just had enough it just had enough and then she did really she looked incredible at finals the judges said her conditioning was perfect she just needed more muscle which is what she i told her in the first place she needed long time anyway but she looked she looked insane Hmm. and i've had, had loads of compliments from coaches saying how what good she looked but that doesn't change how it affected her mentally and emotionally. Sure. And she's married and has a, like, I think she was, she just had a really tough job as well. Okay. And she wasn't enjoying her job anymore. And that's when I was like, right, now you got to have the whole year off. We're going to reverse diet you and you're going to enjoy, like, new things in the gym now. And she was pumped for it, but wanted to compete again <laughs> that oh, year.
2: God, okay. And I was,
1: like, I was like, that's a whole, like, nine months of prep you can't do that to yourself mm. because you're, you're i've known some people where their hair starts to fall out like not oh, my man. girls
2: <laughs> yeah but like when
1: prep so long their hormones just shut down and i know i know friends who can't have babies because yeah. their hormones shut down and people don't people don't realize that and i think i i could i i couldn't pull the plug on her because she was just gonna do it uh-huh. she's nothing was gonna stop her from doing it so i couldn't pull the plug there are a few times where i didn't think she'd be ready but she was we did it um and i almost had to say to her i don't think i are gonna be ready but she managed her, her body just responded really well all of a sudden um but it has been the case of i don't think i have to pull the plug on their mindset on whether or not they're ready to compete uh-huh. yet, or or on like give them a bit of a reality check like that many shows in like however many months is too much too much yeah i have to reel them in uh-huh. that's really what my pulling the plug really is but when i prep them i know when it's getting close to the show because i can tell where their head is it's, i know how it feels so i know i know what it looks like yeah i advise them and i talk to them about it i'm there for them when they go through it and i think cuz i can prepare them they can get through it easier
2: because yeah, they sure. know what
1: to expect they adjust but when girls don't know what they're why they're feeling a certain way it 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 can make them really down and it's that's when that's when prep isn't worth it yeah I think, and I've, I say them,
0: I think I've seen that a lot actually with some of my female clients that have been with other coaches that perhaps haven't done them any goods is that they feel like they can't communicate with me as much, even though that I make it very clear that we're okay to communicate. You can send me a message when you need to send me a message and that's perfectly fine. Same with your updates. You're meant to give me as much info as possible and they just feel quite held back with what they can tell me because they're so used to being in a coaching relationship which is not communicative at all. Like they're not allowed. they, They actually have guidelines on how many times they can message them or uh, something yeah. like that, um, yeah. which I think is ridiculous, um, and obviously
1: they back the group as well. say so yeah. and all talk and ask all the time. I it's like healthy.
0: I like that because I think that some things that you obviously some females that especially dies and they do like to talk a lot and they'd like to explain it a lot of things them, yeah. Mentally, yeah so to have a floor for your girls to all chat to each other i think is it's probably one of the things that allows them to stay so chilled and get such great results is because they have got that sort of support there with all the other all the other clients of yours and that makes a huge difference yeah
1: also as well i have a girl who is really lean up top and not so lean at the bottom, which is very similar to me.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And she's, she's just starting, early on, I haven't even, her calories were still at like 1,500, I think, something like that. Sure. Like, I think I've only just dropped them, which is really, really good for someone who's not as experienced um, in training. Yeah. And her upper body, though, is starting to kind of really ripped, and then, but her lower body just isn't. And that's that's quite a key, that's the trend I see a lot with women because uh, like fat patterning, yeah, you, you will notice. That, yeah, that pattern in body fat um retention is very common in girls who have had eating disorders. Okay, and interesting. We've spoken about it, and she did. So, um, and it's exactly what the pattern I had as well. But um, she, she's saying how she's starting to feel. She's getting run down. She's like four weeks out this weekend, I think, and. I'm like those are the kind of signs I would expect. You're starting to feel it. Your body's your your body and your immune. Your body's not really using your immune system because it needs the energy to do other things. Yeah. So it, that's that's what's happening. But I also have to say to them, if I there's going to be a point like this year, your lower body isn't going to be as lean as you want it to be, because this is your first prep. Sure. If I keep throwing, if I take more food and more, give you more cardio you're gonna waste away your upper body, mm-hmm. your lower body might end up with pain, but your load muscle, like there's a balance. There's you don't you can't push someone's physique that far because no. you'll lose more, stuff that's more valuable and well being, obviously.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, sure. So that's I what think, I would say. Like, I as think as far as we're taking it. Yeah, sure. I think that's um that's really, really good advice to females is that, you know, sometimes you will have especially those first initial preps you might not have everything come together as you want it but the fact that you know this is a sport of patience and longevity if you if you manage to wait and be patient enough to to take the time away from the stage and to work your calories up to a good point get your hormonal profile all sorted then you know the the next time that you do diet down the results will potentially be much better Uh, especially with the whole fat patterning thing I think that that's something I've seen it almost comes directly with competitors as well because obviously that's there's a period of getting super super lean and then as soon as they regain the weight I've seen it personally with with clients and also with myself is that post-show fat patterning can almost change like the immediate the immediate stage so like the first month of fat gain it might go in really weird places that you don't normally store fat and other other areas that you do usually store fat will stay really really lean and you don't have a clue why but then as you as your hormonal profile resets the whole body fat will reset to exactly where it was probably the last time round. um yeah which is a whole nother topic of discussion, but nevertheless, it's interesting. (laughs) And I think that probably happens a lot with females as well when, when it comes to competing. Cool. So I think I have got one more question that I think would be really beneficial to girls with regards to nutrition and well, nutrition wise, I guess a lot of girls get slightly confused when it comes to supplementation for, either gaining phases or dieting phases so when people join Strong Girl Army what's the general recommendations that you give and is there anything specific that you think females should be taking or perhaps even should not be taking
1: so I have a list of supplements that I take myself that I recommend to everyone great so it's always a multivitamin and I get my company called Ambed Direct pronounce it and that's specific you they do specific male and female ones and if you compare them to the general like tesco's ones they have so many more like level so many more levels of iron in and calcium and specifically for females for hormones um specifically because at the end of the day hormones like your hormone levels will dictate your fat (laughs) levels sometimes so Uh yeah and that i find all of these things will tick a box for me okay um vitamin b6 levels i like to take a supplement with that um for hormone balancing um and then a calcium deglucerate
2: okay
1: like it's like dim have you ever heard of that
2: Mm -hmm. no i haven't heard of that
1: basically dim is and calcium deglucerate is um a it's like really concentrated broccoli because okay. broccoli helps uh, flush out toxins but obviously not in as much you can eat in a day yeah yeah, yeah, yeah sure <laughs> So okay. it's that it's, it's effectively that it's really good like for that um so it helps with fat loss as well okay um i'm really hot on my hormones because i have been in a situation where they've been messed up and yeah, i don't want to go periods. back there yeah anything <laughs> helps the hormones i'm on it hmm. um, in, in in not in massive doses obviously um and then fish oil capsules for fat loss and joint care okay uh vitamin c every day immune system i take zma or zmb which is either or every day yep um what else do i take i was taking l-glutamine but i ran out (laughs) but that's that's more like a lot of people think it's like specifically for recovery but it's really a lot more for uh, for gut gut health health. yeah
0: yeah i i advocate it for that as well yeah
1: yeah with gut health you can have better fat loss so um and better recovery what else do i take i think that's it at the moment i did take creatine for a bit but okay i was gonna ask that yeah yeah i don't know if i i think i wasn't really sure how i could measure its effect because i didn't feel really no exactly i couldn't well i couldn't see any difference in my training because i trained hard all the time Mm. so and i'm i I didn't really see sudden massive jumps in my in my pbs even without it i'm still pushing heavier and i'm still going heavy i didn't feel it but some people i know do yeah
0: i mean i think with creatine the the research and the literature is just so so positive that and for the price and for the price of it it's so cheap (laughs) like you can yeah, buy like a kilo it. of it for 10 quid <laughs> yeah just take five grams a day every day just why not and it, and i'm
1: like, um, like it won't
2: hurt <laughs> yeah
0: it, it definitely won't hurt but you know it's 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 actually your sort of supplement list i guess is um is interesting because if you ask most people it will just be like the bare basics but the reason that it's quite cool to ask you that question is because obviously you have quite specific recommendations to females which is which is quite cool that's really really cool yeah. i am reckon a lot of females will take something away from that
1: i feel like girls um girls always ask me about creatine because they it's very when i first heard of creatine boys talked about it and it sounded like something boys took and yeah. girls steroid. didn't. steroids yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got that like big muscly men ticket so girls are always like oh my god do i take creatine or like Will I get big? My protein powder has creatine in it. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm like, no, you've got creatine you already love, don't worry.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um and I say to them, I don't take it because I don't want to spend the money, I don't feel like I need it. Fair enough. But it's got a lot of really good research behind it, so take it, see what happens. But go by the guidelines, don't overdo it because you can over- you can.
0: Don't load um, it. There's no point in loading it. Just just take five grams yeah. a day every day.
1: <laughs> yeah. I take a pre-workout in off-season as well. Okay. Um, Which one do you use? I'm At the moment, I use BSN. Ah. <laughs> <N-O-> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, there are a few other good ones, but I tend to just... I mean, everyone's different with what they like, so yeah, if you find one that doesn't heat on you and doesn't send you too crazy, or if you want something that gives you a buzz, then just keep trying different ones, different flavours, really. But at the end of the day, at, during prep, I just have black coffee, so
0: yeah no it's the
1: same thing or like if you if you're too. if you don't want if you don't like the pre-workout take a caffeine uh supplement instead some yeah. kind of energy drink or like i think my protein do caffeine pills as well and yeah just you can do things like with that.
0: Them. yeah sure yeah, that makes pill. sense nice and simple okay so yeah, no, fat <laughs> no fat burners yeah no that's good actually that's a good point i think a lot of females yeah, get way too confused with all these green tea capsules fat loss God. capsules you know just um Actually, actually get lean. Actually, getting a deficit—that would be a good idea for, for starters. I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> um, when it comes to just final, I qu- know I say final questions about three million times, <laughs> but um, I'm just cl- clear to the time on the podcast. But I think this will be all right. I'm pretty sure we'll keep this as one episode to keep people in. So, when it comes to competing as a bikini athlete, it's quite. I guess it's quite a big. Huge field of potential federations that you could compete in. You could compete in potentially a drug free federation like UK DFBA. You could compete in the more showy one like Pure Elite. You could go UK BFF. You can now go PCA. So there's such huge diverse choices. I know that you've been an athlete with the UK BFF for a long period of time. So I guess my question is why the UK BFF and what do you think of the, the girls that are coming up where should they look to compete what would you recommend
1: so i've been with UKBFF from day one okay. um and i've just i just like the way they judge uh okay. in terms of art uh, for example i i've been told i should do wbff and i am not <laughs> i am not that girl no i'm just not i'm not i can be sassy to a degree but i'm just not like a victoria's secret one and. Stage with wings, sure, sure,
2: Can't
1: sure. Yeah, I like the more bodybuilding um, aspect of things, and UKBF just has a lot more heritage for me. Um, I, I like, I like that, and I also like. Oh well, my future goals are to work my way to Olympia stage. Amazing. So cool. that's how you do it with ukbfF okay. They are, they are the the best federation in terms of just all of that they're like the top to get to the top the links and yeah. the, you know, that I get to the Arnold through them I get I get to travel through them so okay. that and I do I feel I feel comfortable and I feel like I fit in so I feel like it's the right federation for me
2: okay
1: um with other fed with other girls a lot of my girls like they come to me and I don't pressurize them with any with any federation I tell them go do your research I'll recommend UK BFF because I do think it's the best okay but I don't think that everyone suits it mm. so and I'm not gonna force people to do it if they number one don't want to and they don't suit it like the judge like they are never gonna if they don't fit into a criteria they are always gonna be feeling they're just gonna feel rubbish about themselves if they just feel like they don't fit a mold and at the end of the day, your genetics dictate to a point, and if your genetics don't suit that federation, then you shouldn't be in it, because yeah, okay. you're the only person who's going to be left upset at the end of the day, and uh-huh. you're not going to enjoy it. You're not going to love the body you created. Uh-huh. So I think there's a completely different look across the spectrum. I don't think I'd fit in in WBFF, actually. I'm not muscular enough or something like that. I'm, there's I'm PCA have bikini bikini trained apparently i would suit that but there's girls in there massive Bigger. so okay I feel
2: right
1: mean? and then bikini toned for pca that's where it, i me for 3 4 years ago would suit okay. so someone who is not so someone who might feel a bit more intimidated and doesn't feel ready to do UKBFF, a lot of girls want to do another like another federation like miami pro or pca or uh pure elite as a warm up yeah before they feel enough and have enough muscle to jump into uk BFF. that's how they see ukbff they see it that like they see it quite prestigious and um, because i think it has that heritage yeah, and, and that name behind it um but my boyfriend's joined bmbf and i love the B. I i love the BNBF. i think i love how they focus on conditioning over size yeah that is like and... human is beautiful to me. So yeah, I think the stage as freak. well with
0: the BNBF. I think like the the way they set up the lighting, the way yeah. they treat the athletes is, I don't I I don't think I've ever watched or been involved in a show where you don't where you get treated like that. Like backstage, yeah. there's all backstage. There's always someone to do your glaze. If you've forgotten glaze, they uh, have glaze yeah. there. They the lighting is unreal like you look legitimately even the yep. guys that aren't shredded look shredded because the yeah, is they so knew good.
1: Dan was really excited about those pictures yeah no the, <laughs> yeah like, amazing pictures up there <laughs> they, they are yeah, amazing
0: like, yeah
1: every federation is different every federation is learning off each other true like uh ukbf is brilliant because they have pro glow out the back and i always book in with them my sister works for them as a makeup artist oh, so it genuinely always this year is the first year I won't be using her because she's not working the shows I'm doing. But I, I just I have built a family there. Like I know yeah, the nice. people really well. I've there's girls who have gone up through the UKBF levels with me, and yeah. I just I feel at home and it's my it's my place. I love I love it.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, there's a lot of like negativity about lots of federations, but. I think every federation has their pros and cons, but every federation isn't perfect as well. Agreed. So, like, being—I think at the end of the day, every show's the same. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's just a <laughs> show.
1: Exactly the same, and it's a long, boring day. Yeah. <laughs> Watching people half naked on stage, mm. and like, I think the main thing is, do you fit the criteria? And okay. if you don't fit the criteria, which federation has the criteria you suit? So like uh brought wellness category out, which looks uh, very similar to WBFF fitness models, I think.
0: Okay, makes sense. Which sure. They
1: have heavy set abs, heavy legs, but not so like wide up top. So more okay. I think Brazil, more of a Brazilian leg, more... I
0: think dense stocky yeah looking. okay and yeah.
1: maybe not as lean not as shredded like okay. that's little...
0: a weird look to achieve like you have to it is you can't possibly like think oh okay i've got to train for the wellness it's more it's more like a genetic
1: it's criteria me. right yeah, it's genetics. yeah and i think at the end of the day genetics dictate quite a lot of things and it's some people find it hard to accept um that's where waist trainers and stuff come in <laughs> but with like small waist but um yeah. with i mean i already know some girls who are doing bikini who just weren't getting anywhere with it who found wellness and mm. they're like oh a category for me finally and yeah. like that that's the thing like yes there's loads of different categories that get really confusing but there's not everyone is the same and the the federations are trying to find categories for everyone to fit mm. and feel like they belong and i think that's good so yeah
0: that makes a lot of sense cool awesome I think that a lot of females do get a bit lost when it comes to picking their criteria or get a little bit stressed about it and I think at the end of the day you know as long as you make a a rational like a rationalized decision so you actually have some thought behind it and you think okay right well I'm definitely not going to fit this criteria and this criteria I'm not quite muscled enough for bikini uh, sorry for figure I'll do bikini or something like that you know and it's quite clear that one of the best ways to do that is probably go and watch a show which doesn't happen oh, too yeah. frequently like girls will want to do a show and they
2: they've
0: never seen one before so yeah I think that I when it comes to giving advice to sort of any fem- females or even males that I work with I always sort of say you know have you been along to a show if not get along to a show because there's only so much Instagram and Facebook comparing that you can do that's quite mentally draining because at the, end of the everyone day, is so different massively different yeah hella different
1: it's like that angle you can't do those angles on stage you are there bared to the world and it's like right what do you really look like now it'll be really interesting to see yeah but at the end of the day everyone people put too much pressure on themselves for shows yeah it's meant to be fun it doesn't generally provide income no so you have to see it as something as a hobby yeah but Still take it seriously because it it can be dangerous and but above all, have fun with it and don't put so much pressure on yourself that it consumes you because it will affect the things that are meant to be staples in your life
0: yeah for sure, absolutely, okay, so I would like to ask when 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 this podcast obviously goes up, it'll be on youtube for forever, so you can potentially look at look back on this and see whether you've done it so. In, in like, sort of four, five years' time, where do you see yourself as an athlete? And also, where do you potentially see your business headed? And, yeah, so have you got sort of any plans for the future? What would be your ideal situation as a result of the growth of you as an athlete and your business?
1: So, I... Hope by then, in five years' time, I've got my pro Yeah, and no, I definitely <laughs> will. <laughs> Feel like I am dragging myself towards this but... <laughs> one. I'm the only one left. <laughs> Please, what more do I have to do? <laughs> um, I hope I've got it. Yeah. <laughs> I woke up though. If I, if in five years I don't have it, I'll still be trying still to get try it. it yeah. Um, yeah. No, I've got to do that for myself. Um. When Strong Army, I mean, I've already um, taken on another coach for online Amazing. coaching. Amazing, cool, that's wicked. So I'm trying to build it up um, carefully because I want to pick the right people. Great. Because I want to spread, I want to continue to spread the message that I have created. Um, I want to, Strong Girl Army is all about inclusivity, women supporting each other, happiness, health, training hard, yeah, being like, being strong inside and outside and I don't want it to become anything nasty anything bitchy and I want that message to continue so I I'll make sure of it that it will still in five years time be that but bigger okay. um I've got a so the new coach is moving down to Brighton I'm I don't do that, that much one-to-one but I'm gonna take her on as a one-to-one coach so she can coach girls in the gym for me amazing um and wow. then more online. I've already got another girl. These are all girls I've prepped as well, Amazing. so I cool. know them. Yeah, yeah. And they they shout, they scream and shout the Strong Girl Army ethos. So I'm. There's another girl. The girl actually who I'm prepping from January. Um, I've suggested that she become a uh, coach one day uh, when she's ready and I'm ready. And just just for online work, really. Because okay. I do my eight training. And I just need some girls to like when I get more girls sign up, spread out the work so I can okay. still give them t- enough time, yeah but um yep. I don't know. Yeah. I want to be able to keep going earn, earn enough well, I want to grow it so I can earn enough money to support myself and have a nice life yep. um buy a house, but still be able to give all of my girls the same attention i've always given them but even more like i hope actually i'd like to be able to afford to travel to more shows okay um so giving back in that sense um and just and yeah i hope one day i can travel the world a bit more with competing because if i get my pro card i can and um the olympia stage is something in on my mind but you never know like politics is always something (laughs) but
0: that's fair enough it's a fair comment
1: it's a goal in my head it's yeah something that i really want it's not possible i know that other british girls bikini girls have got there so
2: yeah
1: that's been that's been my dream from day one to get on that stage because i'm very competitive and i shoot for i shoot for the highest point <laughs> yeah
0: no well it's better it's better to shoot for the highest point than shoot for a midpoint and hit it because it's just like that's boring <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like if you if yeah you even...
1: exactly I, I get bored <laughs>
0: yeah, no, that's awesome. Cool. Well, Wicked, I'd like to obviously thank you very much for your time, Emma. Um, Bye. I think this has been awesome. I think that so many will, so many girls will take home loads of points, and I'm sure that your following, your super cool, very genuine following, will love just getting a bit more of an insight into you. And yeah, I guess that. Any people that do have like questions, uh, potentially protruding to any of the topics that we have talked about, then just leave them in the comment section on the YouTube video below because then I'm sure Emma can check the comment section, I can check the comment section, and we can get back to them. And if you'd like Emma to come back and discuss any sort of more sp- specific topics in the future, I'm sure we can organise that. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you very much, Emma, for your time. Thank
1: you for having me that's
0: alright Nice. No, been... yeah nice. No, it's been awesome um, so yeah any people listening as well if you could please give the video a like if you're on YouTube and any reviews on iTunes are as usual super appreciated and I will see all of you guys back for episode 27 cool cheers Emma
2: thanks <laughs>